Hey budding lawyers, welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us Mr. Amish Agarwal. Hi Amish. Hi. Hi, yeah. Hi Prasanna, it's a pleasure to be here. My associate just dropped off a bunch of uh dry fruits and I feel very very grateful that you know there are such nice people are working around here that you know someone's got like uh dry fruits you know they they just went they we went uh, we went to a little beverage run downstairs and they got like some cold coffee some water so it's good times don't good times yeah so it, is this because you uh you know on a podcast here on buddy lights <laughs> they are taking so much yeah, care yeah. Of you. <laughs> yeah exactly they said that this is like a big uh, big milestone in my career i am there <laughs> on a youtube channel which has 15000 subscribers that is incredible hats off to you and the kind of incredible work you're putting in prasanna thanks thanks well, we just have subscribers the viewership is not yet like, just building up let's see how it goes anyway um yeah so amish uh, is a lawyer delhi based lawyer he's also an author uh, of a book titled seven things men should know before getting married so we'll talk about it later and he is also very active so probably many of uh, the listeners must be knowing amish uh, through some of his videos so he is very active on social media platforms where he shares his legal knowledge and his experiences uh, as a lawyer so amish uh, let's start with the social media thing only i have seen many lawyers who make videos explaining some legal concepts topics but you are also making stuff like vlogs uh, how did it all start and uh, what's what's the purpose of it so i mean you know it's not it's not much of a this thing to it i've got a bunch of friends who are youtubers and who are social media say influencers if i can call them that and you know they were the ones who in fact inspired me to get started with making videos in the first place in fact um, uh, the people from law sikho ramanuj and abhyudaya are close friends and we've been close friends in the past almost Five six years now, and um, you know it's it's been almost I think three years since they were saying you should make video, you should write your content, you should do all of that, you should get online, get online, get online, and of course there is always that resistance which I'm sure even when you started out you must have felt about putting yourself out there, putting your face in front of the camera and talking to people and and um, putting yourself out there for the world to judge you, and yeah. because of that it's always a very it's a very scary thing and i you know i i felt that fear equally as well but it's just that i think around um, the the middle of 2019 around a year and a half ago i said chuck it i was inspired i was trying to inspire a friend of mine to start uh, her own you know instagram youtube channel i said you know you should make videos she's like you don't make any videos why are you telling me to make videos and i said all right chuck it i'll make a video <laughs> and i turned on my front camera of my phone did not have a tripod back then you know i i realized later that if you have a fan running in the background it creates a lot of hissing noise which mm. is very unpleasant so with that hissing noise fan running in the background i made one video which i had thought i should make perhaps a year prior mm. so i had the content ready in my head and the the content of the video was you know airport laws that you should know about which could land you in trouble and I have made a lot of video. I have made a hundred, hundred and twenty, thirty videos after that. But the most, the video that I am the most proud of is the airport laws one because that is that was the culmination of three, four years of experience of you know dealing with criminal cases and and different kind of things that happened. 
you know, the statutes which are involved are the Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act for obvious reason, Customs Act for obvious reason, Central Excise Act, things like Antiquities Act, where if you are perhaps, you know, you've purchased some antiquity, some some old archaeological archaeological significance thing, even that comes under the Antiquities Act, and then contravention of the Antiquities Act is is a is is an offence punishable under the Customs Act, and a bunch of other things. You know how a satellite satellite phone is illegal. So if you're from another country where a satellite phone is legal, and you're coming down to India, a that satellite phone will be confiscated, but also you will also be arrested. Oh. There have been situations such as this, and there are you know situations where some I, I remember this one case where uh, uh, an American fellow was traveling through India. He had some controlled substance, which was just his medication. It's very old, eighty-year-old fellow. But the moment he came arrested because he didn't had no prescription for that mm, controlled substance, or I think it was a psychotropic substance, became an offense under the NDPS Act. He was there for almost, I think, in custody for almost three or four months before his relatives were finally able to secure bail for him. So um, I, I started making my videos, and you know, now I, I mean, I'm still making my videos off and on. I try to put out one video once every two to four days, and and um, you know the and and i've seen it happen so many times prasanna that i'll make a video i'll post it and then people will tell me oh that's an amazing video and then two days later that same person will call me up and ask me a question which is ex- answered exactly in the same video that i just posted and so i realized that you know people see this fellow talking in english you know about the law and some topic and they read the topic's name but they don't understand what is being said in that topic except maybe lawyers and law students which were anyways not really intended as my target audience anyways the target audience was people who don't understand the law and who would by watching this video try to avoid very common mistakes made by the general public so when that used to happen i used to feel okay so then the goal became how do i simplify it as much as possible sometimes i do get technical especially because if i don't get technical and if i give very very brief stuff you know there'll be there'll be a bunch of lawyers posting hate in the comment saying oh but what about this case but what about that scenario but what about this? so i have to like you know give like all the ifs and the buts and this is what usually happens and then when i start doing that again it kind of just goes down so um kind of just to like keep that thing going keep to to try to and like you know when i when i um started um, you know making these videos i also thought okay like how do i you know increase the quality of the content so i bought a better camera i you know bought better stuff and then i also thought okay how do i make it more aesthetic so then i started a little bit of editing stuff as well and then when i started editing i realized you know i can play around with it a little as well then i started making you know i've i've not made a lot of vlogs just i think two or three of them and even otherwise i kind of make the videos uh, a lot of times while i'm traveling i'm going here and there or you know i make it in front of courts and that kind of itself is like a vlogging setup kind of a thing but that's more because i don't have time to do it otherwise it's not like i have time to i you know i i and i could sit in my office and make it i would rather that all right i mean you know i have i mean i am going to be sitting in my car mm. and i am going to spend a lot of time in court so i might as well just you know carry my camera along and then you know while we are there while we have some time i'm just done with the matter and now i'm free but i know for a fact that the moment i reach my office or my chamber i have a lot of work to catch up on So I'd rather just whip out that camera and then just like make a little video. Plus, another thing is that lighting, as you also know, is a huge issue. 
right? Mm-hmm. To set it up, to adjust it, to see how good you are, and all of that is a huge headache. And I hate, I absolutely hate setting up this video vlogging whatever nonsense. What I prefer is instead just you know start your camera and then just start shooting. And therefore, natural sunlight is a beautiful way to kind of get over that headache. So I just whip out my camera and boom, like I start like and and that kind of becomes like a vlog in itself. Um, but a huge challenge then is uh, how to deal with all the noise that creeps in when you are outside, which I'm sure you must have also, you know, seen when you are outside. There's hissing noises, pollution, honks, whatnot. Solution was to buy a decent microphone, which kind of is like very you know unidirectional, focuses just on your voice, is able to block to a huge extent. and and you know so when that was sorted i said all right you know this is working out fine so i think my biggest the reason why i do vlogging to answer your question mm-hmm. is to save time so that i don't have to set it up in my inside my house <laughs> inside my house or my office or my chamber that's the biggest reason why i do the vlogging kind of a thing but it's also fun you know because um i i realize that a lot of law students who are from out of station who come and intern with me or lawyers who come to you know uh, come to delhi and they kind of want to figure it out or people who are sitting in other cities they don't know how it is like in delhi right similar i mean it, it's the same for you and me when we don't know a new place and we want to explore it especially you know being lawyers it's you know there's a affinity towards the local courts so mm-hmm. i would love it if someone could perhaps make a video you know giving uh, giving like a tour of a place like say perhaps the high court of of i mean whichever high courts i have not been to right so that's what i try to kind of do from time to time you know show like my office show the courts show how the system is being like you know so so what all is there and and also there by kind of introducing people into the life of a lawyer which you know people like quite a bit and and i'm grateful for that so yeah. works for everybody actually this is also uh, one of the things which is in my mind i want to go throughout like uh, visiting different types there are so many types of courts even lawyers don't know yeah <laughs> and in that particular district only that there will be so many types yeah. of courts even lawyers. so i just want to i you know i am planning to make such, like such videos where you know uh, history of court like for example tees hazari when you talk about delhi yeah. it, it has a like long history and people don't know about it yeah so this is some of my plans to don't know when i'll do it it's a fantastic idea i might join you on your adventures prasanna so sure, traveling sure, sure. like from on we do like a cross country run where you know the two of us get in get in like a small minivan and then we like drive across the country you know visiting the high courts everywhere and then perhaps we'll also start interviewing the local lawyers over there and uh, you know i i for one will definitely benefit usually because of that because wherever i go and i say i'm in delhi they ask me if i'd work in the supreme court and i say yes i get a bunch of matters referred to me in the supreme court as well <laughs> that's one one major benefit of traveling wherever you go right um, you'll always have like clients coming in from from those places if you live in delhi wherever mm. you travel in fact i know a couple of advocates on record who tell me that they make it a point at least pre pandemic they would make it a point to travel to new high courts every weekend so that they could you know meet lawyers over there sit them down treat them to food and alcohol so that the lawyers <laughs> would then refer them matters and um, you know that's that's one way to i guess acquire clients oh, yeah. another one is that 
yeah, there'll be lawyers who um, who will be the president or the vice president of their local resident welfare association and because of that they'll have a lot of people coming to them all the time mm. i just yesterday i bumped into an old friend who's a lawyer who told me that during the pandemic his uh, you know uh, his income as a lawyer completely dried up so then he started going and working with his father in his business as a small side hustle kind of a thing and he told me he got multiple recovery suits and you know people as clients because of the fact that he would sit with his father and people would ask him acha what are you up to and he would say i'm a lawyer and i'm also helping out my father with his business so people would come to him with cases of theirs mm-hmm. so that's another you know, nice way to kind of yeah. make your uh, make your living it's yeah. just uh, another way if we look out a way of networking in a sense yeah 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 absolutely okay so but uh, you said that uh, these things are fine like vlogs and all but uh, when you started do you did you have a plan like do you like purpose uh, fixed purpose like this is this these are the things you want to do and you want to achieve it within so many months or years and then you will do this 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 that 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 you know <laughs> something like that <laughs> which usually i i told you the story this is literally how i started like friends used to tell me then this friend said don't tell me to shoot videos you never made you know shot a video yeah and then i thought oh, I no, once, it, let me make once you started making videos then even when i even when i started i think it was more about uh, fulfilling my own narcissism than anything else it was just about me standing in front of a camera getting fear or getting over my fear of uh, you know public speaking and getting getting rid of my my fear of you know my 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 persona of being an introvert hmm. so i think it was just it was just about that but then you know now it's kind of grown out i i am definitely much more comfortable in my own skin because of making videos and i'm quite grateful for that but i think apart from that um it's just you know it's just a way of kind of um consolidating my own thoughts so i try my best not to talk about sections or judgments or you know the boring mundane stuff that everybody talk, likes to talk about i'd rather for me it's always about the conversations that i'm having with my clients and the conversations that i'm having with my associates or my interns those are the kind of conversations i want to put on a video i don't want to be saying that in the the honorable supreme court in the matter of a versus b airsc 1990 ab625 said that blah 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 everyone knows that you do a google search you'll find that but i'd rather talk about is stuff like okay you know if you appear if you go to the supreme court there'll be a two judge bench right mm-hmm. and stuff like stuff stuff that nobody wants nobody will ever talk about stuff like by when you start out your practice if you if you are polite and you are you know a little um mild so to say meek i would say if you're a little polite a little meek district court advocate they will chew you up you won't be able to get out five words before you know they start screaming and shouting you down and the judge will say all right all right and they'll hear the other side and then they'll pass their order so you need to kind of really get that get that wild lion inside you going and then you know scream and shout but at the same time you know like again nobody talks about the fact that if you take that same you know roaring lion and you take it to the supreme court like i did and the judge will shut you down and the judge will grant the other side the opportunity to be to being hurt so these are little nuances that nobody talks about 
Hmm. But you know, again, this is stuff that you need to know if you if you want to practice law, or if you are a law student right now, or you know, even if you have a case, right? Stuff like how to choose your lawyer, stuff like you know, uh, what kind of mistakes you will make while hiring for a lawyer, or basic stuff that everyone should know about, but unfortunately, a lot of lawyers don't know about. So if you know, someone watches this video and and then understands enough that you know what his lawyer is telling him is perhaps. not the right answer or or not the right way to go about things hmm good enough and I, i think the biggest thing is always like you know why to make it or or plan i have no plans yeah mm-hmm. i have absolutely no idea i just you know i just keep kind of go, going with the flow that's what it's always been about um and for me it was very easy to go with the flow because my only investment in my so to say like youtube career was was that i you know i bought a tripod for i think bought a ring light and a tripod for i think 1200 rupees i bought a mic for i think 7 800 rupees and that was it and i would use my phone to record these videos for almost a year year and a half and um, so it was not really much of a uh, this thing but it's nice you know it's nice just today in the morning uh, family friend mm. uh, is very very funny a family friend told me that uh he was at gurgaon courts and he saw uh another lawyer he saw a young lawyer uh watching one of my videos on his phone mm. and uh and it was i think what what the family friend was saying was that he was kind of watching my video as a as like a state pump he just wanted to kind of feel good right mm. and and then so he's like yeah yeah okay okay this is and and then he kind of goes walks inside the courtroom and this is literally what my family has so he said that you know you're kind of a motivational speech kind of a thing for him and and he saw this video of yours and then he then he walked inside so it's nice you know a lot of people come up to me and tell me that mm, they they learn a couple of good things and then uh, that you know they they take inspiration i mean i i that's that's the thing you ask anybody who is doing anything and they and you know okay you're doing you're doing this stuff they say dude i mean i literally what what do i say like you know what is there that i am doing that you would know or that you know that is not out there anyways but i think you know at a certain level i try to kind of keep myself as vulnerable as possible and talk about uh, stuff um without without any filters that's a huge challenge of course you know a lot of times you have to talk like you you know you talk about stuff which kind of you know uh, it's not really in the in the most conducive to you as well and i still spit it out and you know it is what it is that that's how it goes no plans no no strategies <laughs> okay so you still use that uh, the equipment uh, which you were using before like that one uh, tripod your uh, you bought a new camera you said and yeah, yeah, yeah. and the ring light that's it i bought a i bought a pretty decent camera recently i think around 4 5 months ago the ring light is still there i use it from time to time but now as i told you i prefer the direct like sunlight better mm. um but uh, i i bought a can i bought a sony um a6100 uh and it's pretty nice i mean you know again i, I to be honest i i was like theek hai it is it is what it is but you know my friends kept saying you got to buy the sony alpha you got to buy the sony alpha so i said all right i'll go and buy the sony alpha but the sony alpha you know maybe like a 20 30% kind of a 20% difference i think between the phone camera and the and the dslr and um 
but the mics were a big thing you know like uh, uh i don't know what mic you use but for the longest time i used this boya mic lavalier amazing mm-hmm. amazing voice but then i kind of wanted a little more so i got a shotgun mic so that i could mount it on top of the phone or the on top of the camera so that i can kind of shoot outside on uh, outside courts and while driving and stuff like that and then uh, everyone kept saying that online everyone on youtube kept saying that there's this amazing uh, mic and i just thought all right like i went and bought it and i think it's so expensive i mean it's pretty good it's pretty good but um it's too expensive man like you know it's like what the hell was i thinking you know i mean what the hell is i think and then i bought another mic i i bought i bought uh, i bought a usb podcast mic the blue yeti which is very very famous yeah, yeah, for very popular podcast and yes then i bought this uh, so that was also not that expensive but this other one was like even more expensive and this was just like again on camera you know the the voice is pretty good though you know like it, i mean i i i mean i don't think i have a great voice but i'm like dude because of this mic the it just see sounds deeper more you know intense sounds mm-hmm. like a so i'm like take care ab kar liya to now there's more of an incentive to make videos right <laughs> yeah, yeah, i can exactly. i carry these yeah i mean every day i i pack my stuff i pack my laptop and like my um, charges and everything i also throw in the camera and the mic because i say just in case inspiration strikes or just in case something happens let me also like pull out the camera and the microphone and perhaps you know we can make a video here or a video there because trust me even even making those videos is not an easy task now the problem is that you know there's there's always this thing that acha what more do you talk about right like what more do you talk about mm-hmm. i've made a god damn man i've made a, i think 120 videos or so 120 130 videos and it's literally like i've, I've said everything now it's just a matter of kind of repeating whatever i've said in different contexts stuff like that but you know still try to keep it inter- interesting so <laughs> let's see how far something i able to something i can relate to <laughs> because yeah even i have crossed around 100 videos and i was uh, after some time uh, around 70 80 videos i was like whatever i knew and whatever i wanted to share i have already shared so <laughs> what now yeah. but there was a lot of stuff uh, which people like i wanted to convey so how to get to uh, yeah. to the right sources like other lawyers who know about it so that's why i started with this thing and to be honest to answer that question which you asked before i don't have a mic yet <laughs> i haven't purchased it <laughs> so i am using okay. this uh, bluetooth your open microphone only which is attached to it yeah and when i uh, was making videos like uh, the videos i started with the lavalier one around i think 150 or 200 rupees that is yeah that works perfect <laughs> and don't you got to try boya you got to try boya boya is a little more expensive it's around 7 800 rupees but my goodness i mean i bought i bought a i bought this dat d3 v mic pro for 15000 okay <sighs> and i think there is just a 10% difference between the 7 800 rupees boya lavalier mm-hmm. and the dat d3 just like a 10% difference the boya is amazing if you want to like if you're sitting in one place you're making videos no doubt no doubt um, boya is in fact it's far better than the 150 rupees lavalier so that's something that you should definitely kind of 
you know, I think okay. you should invest in. Sure, sure. Yeah. I was, I, I am planning actually to now invest in a mic since I, awesome. I, I've started this. I also have another mm-hmm. podcast, so yeah, it will be helpful. Anyway, fantastic. Okay, so uh, apart, uh, like you told us, uh, how. Uh, you record videos like how, how you like go about things but uh, apart from that you obviously have a lot of work uh, you are a lawyer practicing lawyer so can you take us through your usual day of work like what exactly happens like throughout the day in your life nothing nothing fixed in stone you know and especially as a as a young single lawyer there's always you know a lot of um a lot of responsibility is not just to work but also to yourself that you have to kind of commit to otherwise as in like most married married men and women who are lawyers they have a very you know like a much more fixed kind of a schedule because at the end of the day you have to report back to the you know to the spouse <laughs> as a you know i mean i'm single so i kind of just like you know and do my thing of course a lot of days are spent with just work and nothing else but there are also days where especially as an independent practitioner you know i'm not so saturated with work that i'm working from the morning till the night every single day and every single night some days yes it's quite you know quite this thing but a lot of other times you know so if if i and and again there's no like time fixed time for waking up or something because there'll be nights where i'll have barely slept like two three night two three hours and i'm waking up and i'm trying to like finish off this work which needs to be urgently done or i have to prepare for arguments for this high stakes matter which is going to um going to you know uh, there are a lot of consequences attached to it and that is why you know things are not really ever fixed but i think one thing would definitely you know especially a couple of years down there in your career when you uh, have associates of your own and when interns start coming is you have to be no matter even if you've slept for one hour mm-hmm. you have to be up at say maybe 9:30 or so because that's the time that the associates and the interns start coming in and then uh, you know you have to be there if you have matters of course you know courts everywhere across the country they start at 9:30 or 10 or 10:30 in the morning and so you kind of want to be there to to ensure that your matters are being kind of taken care of and then litigation most days you know you wrap up your matter there are a lot of days where you know courts it's at 10 my matters over by 10:30 mm. and then i've got nothing else to do so if i've got drafting or research or something that of course i can do while i'm sitting at home or in the middle of things or you know between things as well but uh, so today for example i'm sitting in my chamber right now um my matter was effectively 15th before this high court judge in the delhi high court and uh, the client also came because i wanted the client to be present while this matter was being disposed of or matter was being heard and we literally spent 6 and a half hours waiting for our matter and doing nothing else because of course you know the matter was there of course i did go a couple of times to grab some coffee to grab some food with the client during lunch time and then after that i am done for the day i've got a couple of other things i've got like one or two i've got a bunch of clients to call i've got a couple of people who wanted some some advice to call up but apart from that you know it's a, it's a, a more or less like a, a free evening right mm-hmm. you can see i have got the associates sitting over there you know mm. discussing some stuff most probably uh you know some gossip among themselves that that's how that's how work is right yeah. once at, once at least the the hearings are over and once there is no drafting or any research work to be done 
that's how that's how the work, the day goes you know and a lot of nights of course are spent late in the night uh just kind of uh, researching drafting again and sometimes you know sometimes you you get up in the middle of the night because you're worried about some argument that you need to research on further or there's some document that you realize that you know was there and you have to change your strategy accordingly so i think that's but i think that's that's the revenue there that exhibit is missing <laughs> okay yeah. I think that's the that's there everywhere. I think uh, medicine accountants, all professionals have to kind of go through that kind of a thing, which I think is fine. You know, I mean, um, it's it's all business owners endure a huge amount of risk, far bigger than people like you and me, mm-hmm. right? So I think I think uh, having a flexible kind of a life is is all right. I do wish that I could take out a little more time to spend. Uh, with my loved ones that is definitely something that i kind of uh you know miss and i'm hoping that i'll be able to kind of you know um have a little better work life balance in the in the near future let's see you know mm-hmm. <laughs> never know also you said that you uh, waited for around 6 and a half hours for a matter but was that matter called out <laughs> finally so yeah, literally i mean uh, mine was the next one which was supposed to be heard but then was supposed to be adjourned and then the counsel for the other side mentioned the matter and you know and said this and then i also jumped in i was about to shut down my laptop so all right the judge is about to get up and then the other side uh, launched into this my lord this there is there so then i logged in and i can, i mean i i unmuted myself in the virtual hearing and then i finally you know i made my submissions and the matter was disposed of and to think man i mean you know six and a half hours then <laughs> and i and i kept postponing three or four calls as well as one or two meetings that acha let me just get done with this matter i should be done soon it's effective item 15 in a in a in a in a cause list which had 48 matters hmm. you know cause is that 48 matters mine was effectively item number 15 hmm. and just 15 of in fact 14 matters were heard and 15th was kind of you know quickly taken up in the last 2 minutes <laughs> and the rest of all the matters were adjourned automatically later and you know all of that is there but you know that's what life is you know sometimes and happens so many times that you know 10 o'clock i go in and all of a sudden 10 15 i'm free and then i don't even know what to do and then i call up friends and ask them and this used to happen back in the day now i have associates have to kind of coordinate more but back when i was a solo lawyer solo practitioner lawyer around 3 years ago i mean I, i am done with my work i don't even have clients because i you know not many people know me i don't have many clients i don't have much work so at 10:30 in the morning i'm calling up friends and one guy says all right come over let's get drunk so i'm going and you know as a 27 year old adult professional i am i'm going and getting drunk in the middle of the day <laughs> literally at 11 or 11 or 11 am 12 pm I'm, getting going and getting drunk in the middle of the day and on that to on a weekday mm-hmm. i think all things considered quite a good life but then let me let me not portray such a rosy picture there were days when i was working as an associate with somebody who was a big taskmaster and uh, most of my days were just spent you know running from court to court arguing matters then coming back and then working till 2 in the night 3 in the night preparing for the next days a bunch of matters and then you know then again going and doing this and sunday would be spent preparing for the whole week's matters and seeing whether there's something to be done or not 
quite crazy quite hectic but you know it's been a good run so far hmm. can't complain <laughs> yeah so you said you like you have interns and junior like associates also so while hiring any intern or a junior lawyer uh, what do you look out for in an application an applicant i was telling i was i was telling somebody very recently a huge uh, problem with litigation lawyers is we don't really have a very formal hiring procedure it's not that we do interviews even if we do interviews i think we only do interviews because we want to kind of portray an image of us being professionals otherwise nobody gives a damn and everybody is afraid that i don't know who is this person is he going to be you know complete like a complete idiot or maybe he's going to be so smart that he's going to make me look like a fool in front of my clients <laughs> so you know there are a lot of uh, challenges that a that a lawyer who has associates and interns i mean you know who has to hire an associate has to think about uh, frankly i think um, so it's also there are there are so many permutations and combinations involved i remember when i um, hired my first associate i um, you know the guy was i think he had worked somewhere else for a couple of months he didn't like the work so he left that place then he uh, he was applying for a couple of months couldn't get anywhere then he applied to me and then i uh, hired him and uh, you know i there that was the first time i ever delegated work i remember otherwise i was the one who to whom work would be delegated and then the first time i delegated work it was quite a quite a bit of a relief for me to be honest because i absolutely hate and everybody does hate clerical work right mm. stuff like numbering the documents and then putting a tag through the file and then going and filing the matter and just all sorts of time current time wasting things which i was really glad i was able to kind of outsource to somebody else who of course was learning the finer the better things that you know that he would otherwise not learn and um since then i think so for me i think and that's and that's why i say it's a little subjective so when i kind of i taken people there are a lot of running in my head there is not just the capability of the person there are several other factors so for example uh, so right now all my associates are males and someone you know like a lot of people tell me oh so you make this content you you know which talks about how to help husbands and boyfriends with their situations so you are a misogynist and on top of that they justified by saying that you know you have an all male team you don't even hire women mm-hmm. i say that's not the case i say i have to kind of you know irrespective of gender i want somebody who lives near to my place i don't want a man or a woman traveling several kilometers just to reach to me and then to you know go back several kilometers as well that's one aspect then another aspect is by uh, where are you from because if i'm you know paying you a stipend or a, or a retainer i am i i like to you know definitely pay some amount i don't keep anybody for free but my problem is that you know i can't pay so much that i could cover someone's you know at least in a metropolitan city like delhi i can't cover their rent their food their traveling expenses because mm-hmm. i mean that just goes through the roof right and so i would prefer that someone has their own house at least in delhi so i can at least you know i mean i can easily cover their transport and their food but at least i don't have to cover their crazy rent which sometimes is you know almost as much as the the retainer that i am able to pay hmm. and that's the case for all metropolitan cities i'm sure you are also well aware of um but apart from that when it comes to the meat of the matter so how to actually you know how i actually hire somebody 
um i think you know i'm i'm no expert i've hired a few people some have stuck around some have left some i had to let go and i think at the end of the day for me it's like do i consider this person to be a family member or not or can i can i think of this person as a family member or not because i have to share you know all all my i have to share my life with this person hmm. there have been so many occasions where my associates have walked in on me sleeping catching a nap because i'm super tired and then you know i i need to be comfortable with the person because this person is going to see me in my t-shirt and shorts lying on the bed and snoring and then this person is going to see me uh, you know venting out my frustration on a client like and after cutting the call I'll be like dekho matlab kya pagal bachche hai you know so 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 i i really need to be comfortable around that person that's one aspect the other is that uh, you know loyalty you know is one thing you you can't there are a lot of i think i think what it boils down to is whether i can be good friends or whether i consider that person as family or not everything else can be taken care of right uh sometimes the person does not know good drafting that's fine you know they learn sometimes a person doesn't have good english that's also fine it's manageable sometimes a person you know but but a couple of things is you know like the the another thing is perhaps the dedication to the the profession and to the fact that this is the only thing that i can do and i want to do and i am going to stick around so for example um, there are a couple of people who i had uh, who had you know joined me a couple of months ago and you know for them they would they would always come a little late and they would always leave a little early and that really didn't sit well with me everything else we could have worked on but you know it just and i and i told them on multiple occasions but they would always they, again you know the thing they lived a little far away but they really insisted that they really wanted to work with me and I, again i said you know this doesn't really you know didn't last long right um and there are so many permutations and combinations right there is one fellow who joined me who already had a few matters of his own and i said i'm completely fine with you doing your own matters when you are here with me the only problem was that he was so focused on his matters that when i would give him any work to do he would do a very bad job of it and he would do it very hurried and he would just give it to him because he had so much of his own work that he had to kind of go back again and again to his own work so you know again and and to be honest it's just been like a learning experience for me as well it's not that i'm an expert that i could give any tips on how to go about doing this it's a very personal kind of a thing you know there have been occasions i remember um uh, a girl reached out to me on linkedin and it's just the the way the conversation happened just four five lines i said come join me and uh, you know she was a very bright girl uh, but you know she stuck around for only a month month and a half when the pandemic happened you know her entire family packed up everything and went back to the villas because they were very afraid of the corona virus mm. so you know and she she's still there she hasn't even come back and so you know there are all these like permutations and combinations and i think nobody would really have an answer except maybe hr managers in law firms <laughs> about what who are good candidates and who aren't but then again litigation isn't so much about you know i mean you know good employees i think it's much much more deeper than that you know you have to have a deep sense of camaraderie if you can't have it good luck you know you'll see your practice falling in fact i've seen a lot of times you know partners employees bosses things don't go well and it becomes a becomes a disaster Hmm. and not not fun yeah not fun at all 
so yeah i mean it's just uh, i i think i think it's an art not a science got to figure your way out yeah yeah okay so you have uh, many matters in supreme court of india too um i know you also work in lower courts as you said the district court and all so there is this common you know thing the doubt in the mind of many lawyers uh and many lawyers do join directly in the supreme court of india under some senior so should one consider going directly there to the highest court and start practicing uh, like start their work there or one must consider you know practicing for few years in lower courts district court magistrate courts or other like small courts and all and then uh, think of you know going there what what are your thoughts on it yeah a lot of people have asked me this question and i always give them my anecdotal experience which i think could be valid on or on most situations as well how i started working was i joined a prosecutor who had a lot of work in the district courts as well as the high court not much work in the supreme court though and he assigned me all his matters in the, in the high court so i would run around from court to court inside the delhi high court arguing matters on which he was a uh, he was the main counsel now after i left him about 4 4 and 1/2 years ago i suddenly realized that when you're a new young lawyer and you've gone independent most people don't want to you know get the matter get the matter done by a trial court lawyer and then bring it to you a young solo practitioner lawyer in the high court i realized all the clients coming my way were all coming in the district courts only yet it is not when i was practicing with the senior i never had any challenges with the supreme court or high court procedure i did have a challenge with uh, trial court procedure because i was not doing any trial court work at all but if you were to ask me you know is there anything that you know the, the, because the the context of the question always is if i am practicing directly at the high court and the supreme court is there anything that i wouldn't know which would lead to me losing the case in the high court or the supreme court that's the context that people ask in right so they say that you know before coming to supreme court you must do trial court work because you will not be able to win your supreme court case because you don't know anything about trial court work that's the context with which people kind of talk about but if i am say for example uh, you know uh, but but that's the thing so when i started my own practice i realized it's only you know and that's the reason why that is only the trial courts and that's the reason why i feel that um, you know i am assuming as a litigation lawyer or as someone who is aspiring to do litigation you want to kind of have your own clients and when you want to have your own clients you need to know trial court work inside out i did do high court in the beginning years and the supreme court i did not suffer in the high court or the supreme court because of no knowledge of the trial court but when i went solo then yes it suffered so there are scenarios such as perhaps income tax law or um, writ jurisdiction where the the you know even if say someone i get a client who says that the government illegally demolished my property then the remedy is to go to the high court under the writ jurisdiction and that is where we start so you can get clients the question is if you don't get clients who have writ jurisdiction or tax appellate matters where you're going to the court then you know what do you do so for me i got a lot of matrimonial matters civil disputes criminal cases all of that was trial court work and let me tell you prasanna 
I did suffer for the good, like for a good one year because I had not been around trial courts. I suffered tremendously. But once I, you know, I mean, once I kept learning, I, I kept running around, then I kind of got the hang of it, and now it's the same, right? Now when I I have a decent uh, hold over trial court practice and procedure, at least in Delhi, right? If I go to Bangalore or Bombay or Chennai, I'll be completely clueless again. But I have an understanding of how the little nuances work, and I'm, because of I, I because of the fact that I've done a lot of high court work and Supreme Court work, I can kind of do everything. But if someone asks me, I say for nothing else but only to uh, you know only so that when you go independent you are able to take up your own matters do definitely do trial court work for a little bit and i think you know i think perhaps the, even the question is a little misplaced because a lot of quest people ask this but i think what you should focus on is what kind of a career do you want to have for yourself right for example i know people who say that i want to practice only tax law because that's what i find interesting then you have to kind of move in that direction you know you might not have you might not have um, any experience or any matters but you can always go and work with people who have those matters and and that experience and then while working with them you will get opportunities of your own in that sphere and i think that's what matters at the end of the day hmm true okay you have written a book as mentioned before uh, please tell us about that book and how did this thought of writing a book book come to you so the book was actually a necessity rather than like a an inspiration so what would happen was i i started getting a lot of um, matrimonial matters and every time a husband would call me up and say that my wife has filed these cases against me what do i do there were also occasions where men would call me and say that i'm planning to get married and i've heard that matrimonial laws in india are very very scary what should i know and every time anyone would say this to me i would launch into a two hour lecture about what all is there which is wrong or which is a little prejudice towards men and every single time i would just feel so exhausted by reciting this because i would say yaar abhi two hours back i said the same exact thing to someone else and literally i thought to myself you know it's it's better to just kind of write this and not's not even a book it's like a it's more of a 35 36 40 page booklet kind of a thing but which you know i'm very very happy it was more of a necessity because now if anyone says what should i do or how should i i just send them a you know i just send them the link and i say just like you know mm-hmm. this is the book and i'm really happy because a lot of times these you know potential clients will be like oh sir what do like read the book first and then you come back to me and so majority of their questions are anyways answered and then we can get down to the real meat of the matter about the way their situation is different than most other cases so you know i'm i'm really grateful for that it does get me a lot of recognition as well there have been a lot of occasions where so the title of the book is seven things men should know before getting married so a lot of women have reached out and said we must point out that you've not written a book for women also <laughs> that they should know before getting married so i plan to also write a book someday <laughs> about you know, things that women should know before they get married but i think you know every woman knows the the drawbacks of getting married the the patriarchal system the issues and everything so but i think there are some some interesting cases some ways i've seen women get um, you know get into problems in their marriages and relationships and hopefully i'll shed some light on that as well and as far as the legal point of view is concerned uh, it will be almost similar only the dowry prohibition thing will be included i think right oh no 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 so whenever whenever a husband asks me 
and again tosan i'll have to you know i'll have to send you a link <laughs> to the book yeah, as well yeah, sure, sure. we'll we'll go through it you know it's a, i always call it a package deal right it's 498a no 406 the criminal matters then there is domestic violence petitions the civil remedies which are there in the domestic violence act then there is maintenance under section 125 crpc and there's also you know maintenance under the dv act there's also maintenance under the hindu marriage act and you know alimony permanent alimony as well there's of course there's child custody there is all sorts of false implications there are million things to you know so uh, has husbands not so simple but but the kind of remedies that i've been suggesting to husbands in the past couple of months now i'm sure i could kind of now i have things to talk about for that women can do to kind of protect themselves as well <laughs> but that's a topic for another day yeah sure <laughs> we'll have another episode if, if yeah okay um so uh, starting out and maintaining an independent practice is quite difficult as you all know, we all know um what message would you like to share with young advocates planning to go independent and what mistakes do you think most of the young lawyers uh, make related to uh, like getting clients i think i think the the message that i would like to convey is when you are going independent don't think about how you don't have any matters right now or you have that one or two matters and you are sitting idle for a long time i say make the most of it because you know that's the sweetest spot where you are getting much more money than what your retainer was with your senior and you also have so much time free time on your hands and so as i mentioned uh, before you know you could call me a degenerate for getting drunk at 11 am after i am done with my matters but let me tell you if you know if you are like me who has you know having a little fun and and um, enjoying your life a little as well it's the best time because the more your practice grows the more work comes to you the less time you will have to yourself so enjoy yourself to the best possible extent when you go independent and when you talk about uh you know acquiring clients i think the one of the best things you can do is to follow your passions in the law so for me i think um i have seen this happen quite a bit whenever i have an interest in something i delve deeply into it i quest i ask myself questions on it i keep researching on it and inevitably uh you know i'll also start talking about it i'll talk about it in videos articles i'll talk about it with my friends and family and i've seen it happen often that just because i'm talking about it people will say oh, that's a problem for me as well and then they come and hire me for that thing uh i think um a genuine inquisitiveness about the law really helps mm-hmm. so to sum it up you know party hard and be as inquisitive as possible and just kind of keep following your curiousness your your inquisitiveness for the various spheres of law that you are interested in okay that's an interesting advice <laughs> okay um So coming to the last question please uh, share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you Oh man there is like so much that happens on such a regular basis I was expecting right? this <laughs> Yeah it's so overwhelming so overwhelming I think I think uh, rather than sharing an experience it would be I think a culmination of a lot of experiences would be that you know um it's all the uncertainty mm. is amazing and awful at the same time you know so 
so many incidents come to my mind you know small incidents but which at that moment have such a huge impact and and you know lead to such emotional uh you know this thing that i remember there was this one case i had fought it for a relative of mine right a small case before the national consumer dispute redressal commission and i argued the matter and the judge was not even inclined to issue notice and i kept insisting the judge said, no 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 i said all right fine so i keep making my submission that says no 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 you find out the order uh, later i am reserving it for order and he had made it abundantly clear that he is not going to you know entertain the matter he is going to dismiss the petition so i get out and i call up my relative and i say that this is done you know it's not going to happen and they were quite quite a bit of a sport about it it's all right you just file an slp also for us once and you know whatever happens it doesn't matter i said all right i'm i'm, I'm thankful that they don't you know because i they just lost a matter which they've been contesting for the past 15 years and then i'm waiting and then the relative keeps asking will you get the order and i keep checking and i don't get the copy of the order 3 months later matter which has been reserved 3 months later the order is uploaded when i check it again and the order says issue notice stay on the order of the uh, trial court of the <laughs> of the courts below and i'm like i said why what the hell happened this judge was clearly not inclined and he issues notice now and you know there have been several many many more occasions i remember um, you know of course whenever you you are discussing a matter with somebody and they say no you are wrong and then you turn out to be right it's an amazing feeling right <laughs> it's not see you know it's that uh, you you have some big wins you have some great losses some cases are unwinnable so you know that you are going to lose anyways but you're giving it your best so when you lose you're not that upset some cases are so good and so huge but you get that win and you know that the client was anyway supposed to get it so it's not a big deal anyways i think the clincher are the cases where you feel that you know very low possibility of winning yet you come out emerging winning and then then that's why i say amazing and awful at the same time because and in the flip side persona there'll be cases where i'm thinking it's such a short shot deal it's a short shot done thing and then i say that thing just does not happen like that <laughs> and it becomes a complete nightmare so you know any many occasions this is just a small this thing you know i um one thing that i'm kind of like really proud of is the fact that i filed a pil notice was issued i got my name mentioned on the second page of the hindu of all papers that was a beautiful feeling now again you know great thing that a pil notice was issued very very nice now you know talk about two years from then and it's a very good cause i won't go into lengthy topic but you know because of the pandemic stand still you know mm-hmm. so again you know there are a lot of occasions where you feel you should be happy so so another lesson out of to to win out of it is no matter your what kind of win you have you know or no matter what kind of a loss you have just just maintain your stoicism doesn't matter don't don't feel happy when you win don't feel sad when you lose because this is just a part of the game in the long run i i you know of course all, i mean we win and we lose all the time whenever i win i try to hold myself back and i say don't celebrate don't go mad because one there is another appeal lying just around the corner anyways that's one aspect second is you know uh, you know that there is another loss if you won this there is another loss coming your right way. around the corner <laughs> yes and the and the and the more happy you feel right now because of this win the more sad you will feel because of the loss 
and when when i feel when i feel sad or when i feel that my client has not been given a fair hand or i feel that the judge was extremely mean or the judge was not good you know at some this one occasion i remember i went up to my my you know one of my relatives who was also a lawyer and i said this absurd judge of the high court can't even imagine this kind of a stupid stupid order he has passed and this relative says it's all right <laughs> you know today he passed it against you tomorrow you take this judges you know you keep this judges judgment in your file of absurd judgments mm-hmm. and maybe one year or 10 years down the line you quote this constitutional courts judgment in your favor <laughs> maybe 10 years down the line and you know these kind of absurd judges they will pass their absurd orders but they will set a precedent which you will be able to get some benefit out of maybe 5 or 10 years down the line when you are on the other side of the arguing spectrum Mm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very good point. So you know, memories are of course plenty, but I guess you know, as long as this thing keeps going, the mm. only thing we look forward to, or the only thing we kind of think of, is the is the is the future glories, right? Arguing before those those bigger benches, you know, getting that. And in fact, another thing would I would say is, I asked my father. This was also a lawyer. I asked him like, which was the happiest moment or the most memorable moment of your life? He said, this moment right now. this moment that i am sitting in right now is the most memorable and the most happiest moment of my life because you know i mean life keeps on going right you have you have successes you have failures doesn't matter right and it was a very it was not as if he like won some trophy and he was running around and then i asked him we were traveling from somewhere he's sitting in the car you know just looking on his like dial list who has to call and and who else called him and and he said yeah this is the moment and and i think that's what it is as long as you are overall happy as long as you can mourn most days sleep, sleep well at night i think it's a win i think it's you know couldn't ask for more mm-hmm. thank you so much for uh, this wonderful conversation amish it's a pleasure it's a pleasure prasanna and thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you like this episode then you must also check out our other episodes available here and follow us here so that you don't miss out a new episode thank you